0: No purchase necessary. Void are prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today.
2: Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hilton. Psychic uh, Josh is uh, with us. It's, it's in the morning. It's, we've given ourselves 72 hours to... Um, no? How many hours is
1: it, Josh? Two. It's not even 48. Oh,
2: 48. Yeah. 48 hours. You're right. Yeah, absolutely right. I've lost the ability to count. <laughs> Less than 48 hours. We've given ourselves some time to reflect on a big turning point in the season. Um the uh, disastrous loss to Brighton on Sunday. Uh, we're doing we're recording this on uh, Tuesday morning. And um, we've convened um two guests, no less, two regular, staunch footballistically arsenal guests. We have the great Ollie Shorts. Hi Ollie, chocolate magnate himself.
3: How's it good going? Good morning, good morning. All all well. I wish we were talking in in better times, but um unfortunately yeah. um it's not to be. No. And
2: uh, the legend Tim Payton is here of Arsenal Supporters Trust, etc. fame. And just, you know, just Tim payton us. Hello, Tim. How's it going? Hello. Hello. Good.
4: Thank you for inviting me.
2: Pleasure. Um, so how do we all feel? Let's make it like a general... I mean, there's no point in... Is there much point in, in going through the motions of analysing that annoying game? I mean, the first half was fine. I mean, it was, it was like decent, wasn't it? It was like fairly even. It was the second half that was a particular crushing disappointment, unacceptable, as uh, Mikel Arteta put it in his post-match press conference. How do we all feel less than 48 hours later? Um, Oli, what, what, what's your mood? I mean, I feel, I, I'll say first of all, that to reflect upon it, I feel like this is exactly, you know how last year we all said that the squad wasn't really strong enough to get in the top four, when that, and so that happened. It kind of proved everything that we thought could happen when we didn't finish inside the top four, I feel like this year, very few of us thought, almost none of us thought we'd compete for the, to win the title. And sure enough, we haven't got a squad good enough to compete for the title. It kind of might just be as simple as that.
3: Ollie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we obviously don't have the, the riches of Manchester city where you can rest, um, Grealish and bring in Foden and, you know, not play your strongest back line and still keep a clean sheet with, with no issues against Everton. It just felt like there was too much riding on the, the Everton Man City result. And, and I don't know why. I think everybody had this sort of sense of, can they do what they did to us, to City? And I was just always on, my, my thoughts were, whatever happens, happens. I felt the Brighton and the Brentford games were going to be where Man City um, might stumble. And if they were to draw at Brighton or lose at Brighton, and there's a real pressure going into the last game, just wanted us to to give them a little bit of thought, and and we really haven't. And I just felt like before the game, there was that sense of um, dejection, and I felt maybe the players also felt that. Mm. Although I think they'll come out and say it didn't really affect us. It It was a poor game. I just, that... The, the way that we usually start games, we usually start them pretty fast. Um, you know, one or two chances within the opening 10, 15 minutes. That just wasn't there on Sunday. And that air of just, I guess, inevitability that the title is gone, um, I think was just all over the ground from, you know, the minute that the game kicked off. And it was like a, it's been a slow pain over the last month. But I don't think that yesterday was the one where you really came out of it absolutely dejected. It was the, the Southampton game, the West Ham game. Those were the, the two mm. absolute chillers. Um, and I just felt like it was, when we lost, it was like, well, at least we don't go into the last game and, you know, maybe Man City went one nil down and we all had that air of optimism as, you know, it's just we go into the last game. And it will be a celebration um, of the season that's gone. And, and I think the team deserve to have a packed Emirates um, come, you know, full time on, on Sunday because it's been the most magical, wonderful season. Um, mm. and And we need to celebrate that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, t- t- Yeah, it's difficult to tell, isn't it? Were, were, were the team and fans demoralised by the City result? Um, I mean, we got gathered in the pub with some friends and watched it first. And as soon as that first goal went in, City goal went in, we're like, okay, that's over there. Um, but I still think they thought there was hope, some hope left at the, start, at the start of the game. And, you know, we could have scored. We had some chances in the first half. You know, if, if we'd have scored a goal, you know, it might have changed everything. I don't know. And then that the goal we did concede was such a weird one. Um, wasn't it from um, Kiwi or what, what happened to him? He just kind of stopped because he got trodden on a bit and just like let them score. It was one of the most bizarre. Um, I still I listen to loads of people analyze that goal and everyone's kind of slightly mystified as to what the fuck he was doing. Um, but I think there's a general sense that he should have done something more than what he did do.
4: Definitely. I think the, as Ollie was saying, I think the Manchester City result before it had an impact, it had an impact on the crowd. Because I think that you really did know that the game didn't matter in the sense that that, that, that they were pretty assured of winning this title anyway. How much that transmits to the team, you know, where these are very fine margins and you take two or 3% of that focus out, we'll probably never know. Um, Arsenal have been running close to empty for what, four or five weeks now. Um, They have run out of emotional energy and perhaps it's a mixture of experience and squad depth. Um, as, has, as has been talked about, what probably makes it feel a bit more of a blow is they were totally turned over in that second half. And, you know, it it adds that nagging doubt about how much is this a team that's right back at the top and how much more is there still to do. So it was quite, it was, it was a bit sobering, I think, overall. We mustn't forget as well that Brighton are a very good football team at the moment. Yeah. Um, although they, you know, they had their low points recently with the cup final losing semi final, losing on penalties and, and, and coming back to be where they are. But I just felt maybe we'll move on to this. But I thought the last 10 15 minutes of the game and the reaction showed the challenge that Arsenal have for the next season.
2: Yes, yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah, Josh, yeah, in a way, like, I think for me, the most disappointing thing was that, um, up until this game, really, and because the Man City game, you know, where we lost at their place was was terrible. But that's you know that's Man City, and you kind of half have to allow for that. And I know Brighton are playing really well, but I just thought this game, the second half of this game, was like felt like a reversion to about a year ago. You know, where we could get totally run over by a team who, on paper, you know, we should be able to elite compete with completely, if not you know, beat quite 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 easily. And it just felt like a real retrograde. I think that's why Arteta seems so angry and annoyed that that he felt like, I think he felt like we've got this kind of performance out of our system, you know, and that we're never going to like city never, ever play like that. Like we do did it in the second half. That just never happens to them at all. Even at their worst, you know, they might be a bit vulnerable defensively every now and then, you know, just about, but they never, ever like get rolled over like we did in the second half.
1: No. They they don't look. We we've won two of the last seven. Right, it's mm. not the time of year that you you want to be running into that form. But in pretty much all the games, apart from City, there was something you could cling to and be positive about. You could talk about the first half an hour at Anfield, and that was up there with the best we've done all season. A turning point with with Saka's penalty at West Ham that probably changes that game. You can take <coughs> the positives from Arsenal finding two goals in the last couple of minutes against Southampton. <laughs> City was. You know, very disappointing. But it's you know the best team in Europe that might be Champions League winners in three four weeks time. Yesterday was awful. I think it was the worst. Um, not even yesterday. I need another day to get over it. Two yeah. days ago was yeah. awful. It was the worst performance um, of the season. It was worse than the feeling of walking out like I did with Ollie at Goodison Park after we lost. You know, one up there or the frustrating draws against Brentford and Newcastle. It, it it was awful. We were we were outplayed. By you know Brighton, who are you know should have been on their floor after being had their own Champions League ambitions put to bed by Everton in all but you know in all but name. So yeah, I, I felt really flat. I, I regretted kind of walking out once that third goal went in. I, I just found myself leaving, and it wasn't mm. like angry against this team because you can't be angry against this team. That it has been incredible, as Ollie eloquently summed up in in a couple of minutes ago. But I was incredibly frustrated that when it came to keeping the tar race alive, this is what came up. And I don't know. I found myself looking at the players on the pitch at the end of that game, and there's nothing against them. They're all incredibly talented, good footballers. But unfortunately, when too many of the players that aren't in our first 11 are on a pitch, the drop is just too significant. And we, we fell short and we ran out of energy. And we'd all think, well, what if... You know, Saliba had stayed fit, and you know what if we hadn't had to cope without injuries to other players and parties, loss of form, and Jesus missing so many games, and you know taking a bit of time to come back. So we'll never know. Did you stay to the very end, boys? You probably did. You're quite. I can. Um, or you actually, you had the Bafta. Sorry, no, I stitch you up Yeah,
2: here. I had the Bafta, so it was a bit of a weird one because right. I didn't. I didn't really. <laughs> Tim's making like what theatrical gestures at me listeners on the no, camera No no
4: no I was oh. I was signifying that I stayed to the
2: end Oh yeah of course yeah 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 Um no I had to I did have to get a car to the to the to the to go I to get to the, to change, go to the bathroom so that was my reason for walking out Although I think it was like I couldn't uh, you know it was all all of a piece all you know I felt bad but I have to say I've been listening to some you know a lot of people like take a very pompous attitude towards people who leave who walk out you know and it didn't look great you know, obviously on 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 TV to see a, a more than half empty stadium when that third goal went in. But I mean, you know, equally, what do you expect? I mean, you know, there was no time left; it was abject. People were gutted. But I, I feel like everyone's entitled to when you, especially when you pay the prices we do. You know, you, you're entitled to react to. These things however you see fit. And I don't, I think lecturing people on it's not it's not, not supporting the team either. It's just showing your reaction. It's it's a it's a visceral reaction, I think. I thought that was what happened, you know, at the end of the game, um, when those last two goals went in. And 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 I admire everyone who stayed to the bitter end, like Tim, um, and maybe Oli. Ollie, did you stay
3: to the end? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, okay. no, I I I had uh, when the third goal went in, I got up. I got I, I stood up and yeah. I, I was then I was like, why am, why am I leaving? I just felt to myself, why am I leaving? I don't, I've got nowhere to go.
2: Um, <laughs> you didn't have, have the, the BAFTAs.
3: I didn't have the BAFTAs to go to. Um, yeah. And I was just like, I just felt like, felt compelled to stay. And and, and I, I sat back down and I, I don't, I think I, I stayed in there. I was probably one, I, I watched the Brighton players come up, um, you know, and the stadium was, you know, only probably had about, 3,000 people left in it and it was just the Brighton supporters um but I I felt compelled to say but you know if everyone wants to leave and and go I completely get it I mean I was at White Hart Lane last year and I left after 48 minutes because it's you know it's a nightmare to get out of why do I need to stay the game's done and you know the thought of being there and and watching it all in that final whistle Mm. that this was too much um so I, I I left last year and i don't mind if people leave everyone's entitled i don't like this whole you know you should stay you know bullshit. and it's very much like people have been getting on the teams back not really arsenal supporters but i think um you know everybody else about the way that we've been celebrating wins the the you mm. know the you know the celebration police out in full force when we go absolutely mad for Beating Bournemouth, absolutely. We should do.
2: Yeah, and that was Gary Neville on Sky. Had yeah, kind of listed the times when he thought we'd over which I thought was a preposterous. But I like Gary it, Neville. I think he's it's usually, absolutely
3: yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. When you have, when you're so close to something that you haven't, you know, you haven't had in in, in twenty years. I, you know, I would I get absolutely mental when you know mm-hmm. every you know every win, every goal. And I would have, you know, photos in the dressing room and everything, you know, you. I think I came on here a few months ago. And I said, you just got to enjoy the ride, enjoy everything that's coming because you just don't know when it's going to end. And it has ended. And I look back at this season and that Bournemouth game, any other season, we would have celebrated. But that, when that ball hit the net from Nelson, that feeling that we had because we knew we were in a title race. Was nothing like we felt for, for twenty odd years, you know. And when we scored that last minute winner against Villa, like th- these are things that you know over the course of the season, like we've we've allowed ourselves to get into that, you know, over celebrating territory, and you know the, the team is just yeah we're just falling short. But mm. what? Yeah, we
2: what didn't a- not we didn't not win the league because um, Zinchenko celebrated now after the game. The exactly. Game. We I, lost you know, the league because we because we got because and you know um other players got injured and we had not of a deep enough squad, Mike.
3: Yeah, I I think there's also just yeah, we we, we bottled it a little bit.
2: Um, oh my yeah. god. Hold on. Uh, I, hold on, let's use the B my, word. Hold I'm, on <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I I just think that the way you look at Southampton, they absolutely have no fight in them. Yeah, they're in the last nine matches. I think they got one point against against Arsenal. I just think that that fear, that worry um, got into the players. The same, I think, worry and fear that got into the supporters from, I reckon, probably the Brentford game. There was always that air in the stadium of just, just nervousness. Um, when things just didn't quite go our way within the first 15, 20 minutes and you felt like something was quite off, the the stadium knew. And that was from around, yeah, March time. So I do think that just crept into the, the players and the way that we, we lost a two goal lead against Liverpool. I think that played into the hands of West Ham the following week. And then Southampton the week after players just, were worried that if we make a wrong pass, if we do something, you know, you know, incorrectly, it's suddenly 2-0 instead of 1-0. So we weren't quite playing our, our fluid football for, uh, you know, for a period that ultimately cost us that title.
1: What do you, what do you feel about the use of the B word, uh, Josh? Yeah, I, I wouldn't use it myself. I think I, I'll I'll pass on, on saying that we, you know, b- bottled it, but... Um, being at Man City the other week and watching their team from the upper tier of that away end, mm. as good as we have been this season and as wonderful memories, as Ollie said, at Villa away and Bournemouth at home, mm. we're not at their level, right? And whatever we end up with, 81 to 87 points or wherever in between we, we finally end up, probably the right reflection of of where we where we are uh and what we've done and we've overachieved right we have overachieved, um and it's just sometimes the order of the results and if other players were fit for certain games you, you're left to wonder but you know it depends how you want to pitch it up you know the the seven games i just mentioned the last seven games we had two wins the seven before that we we won straight in the league at a time where you People probably would have not expected Arsenal to to go and win seven games in a row. So I don't know. It's a it's a tough one. The Southampton one is you know absolute madness given how dreadful they are. That they've taken four points away from us, and yeah, we'd we'd all quite like those four points back if we if we could. Now, Tim, were you in your seat at the end of a game? Yes, I was. That's my sort of day
4: rig of what I do. Whatever you know, there's almost a badge of pride. I'll see it through to the end. I think I remember as a very little kid getting turned over 6-1 by United in the cup game, the game where we were incredible in the league, and I was the only one left in the entire block of seats at the end. <laughs> and I think it for it me around, I will stay. <laughs> um, it's also something of, uh, I think for most of my life being lucky of being pretty local to the stadium or liking a drink in the pub afterwards. So but there is no need to get out for traffic or transport reasons um for me but on on this theme because i don't want to over analyze a sort of response on on one game and i certainly buy into the theory that for some people the only internal disappointment meant i kind of want to be alone i want to get away but what i do feel is picking up on this bigger mood about kind of did arsenal slightly overperform what happens next is i think there's now quite a big challenge or it's going to be very interesting to see What is the response now from the club, from the fan base, from the players, if Arsenal are an incredibly good, solid, respectable 78 points fighting for third place next season? Is that success, which it is looked at in the 10-year context, that would be Arsenal's second best season, arguably in nearly two decades, or is it failure because it's not as good as this year and i think it's you know and a sort of crowd reaction to that and i think the sort of august to october period next year is going to be incredibly key to see how we settle into that now it would be wonderful and let's hope that we can make two great signings and we kick off kind of on track for 90 points again and we're in a title race but you see you see my point you know if Mm. you know I think, again, picking up on another point that was said, why did we celebrate so much against Bournemouth? Well, partly because the goal came right at the end like that in injury time. If we'd beaten them you know, 4-1 in a standard way, they wouldn't have been out there celebrating. And I think partly they did run out of energy, that so much emotional energy was spent in two or three of the comebacks in the games just, just before it started to go wrong. How much longer can you keep doing that? And that's sort of the sophisticated view, I think, of what Neville was trying to say which is when you're a really big team and you're used to this and you've done it year after year it's all kind of much smoother you don't see City out there celebrating the wins like that do you they're kind of like oh we just get on with it because the Champions League semi-final is coming next this is the transition that Arsenal have got to get to they've got to get to the fact where winning is much more what you do and become consistent but you see the chat the fan reaction I think there's going to be quite a challenge. I think we could have our second best season in a decade next year, and everyone will be a bit like, "Well, we're not doing very well, are we?"
2: Um, yeah, I get what you're saying, but I, I feel like I feel like you know that that um, the, the the mental exhaustion that you're talking about, and and you know, and how. And how um, the over celebrated and, and Man City don't. I mean, Man City look pretty, pretty happy, pretty thrilled oh, to have sure. you know, yeah.
4: That and I think also when you're coming off a yeah. pitch, that you take you take my point that actually yeah. you've got to kind of be a bit more restrained and buttoned down and take winning as sure. normal. The and then everything goes into the April you know what? and May games, trophies yeah. and leagues, and one in April and May.
2: Sure, but do you know what? I, my feeling is that what Gary Neville, you know, sorry to bang on about him particularly, but what his his in th- he he was saying. Oh, I think where it lacked um, a little bit of context was. I think there's a huge difference between a team, a young team, um, a, 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 and a team that isn't used to this anywhere near this level of competition. Being top for most of the of most of the season, it's wild how long we remained ahead of Man City for, considering. You know, considering what Josh said, that we're not on their level. We're ahead of them for almost the entire season. It was—it's insane to think about it. I still think—I don't think the insanity of that has really—it's almost you know—it's just shy of Leicester winning the thing, isn't it? It's it's just—it's just—and so I think. All of this celebration has to be seen in that context. It's not like an it's not like Liverpool again competing with Man City and over celebrating. It's us who w- yeah. weren't even fancied to finish in the top four by most fans or pundits. And I think that is why the it, it that's it's a completely different situation for me. And achieving it with the very thin squad that we have. And that's again like to talk about you know I saw um, Legrove analyzing how over you know how how much we play the same players week in week out and that saying it's one of you know one of Arteta's weaknesses is that he keeps playing the same play. I and mean, of course he does but equally that's because we as we all know we all say the drop off and I thought the ending of this game you referred to you said you know the last 15 20 minutes I thought Arteta lost it uh, uh, by bringing on the inferior players for our major you know our our staunch players. I know that didn't have the best of games, but you're still going to have rely on the likes of Odegaard and Xhaka, and you know etc. to get us out of the mess on Sunday. And then we ended up with just half the team being you know not good enough, and not we're nowhere near as good as the players that started the match. That's a long winded way of saying. I I think this is a different situation to 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 yeah. to, to what a lot of people have recognised.
4: I, I wondered if the subs were partly messages about what might happen next season. And yeah, they're, they're like, watch, like subs of I, anger yeah yeah a little bit of anger in that i also wondered if about protecting one or two egos almost don't have them on the pitch for this no. you know so, you know almost quite an excuse for it um josh what do you think
1: no I, I i was frustrated i thought 15 minutes to go we were one nil down let's not forget we only let in those yeah. second and third. One, nil oh, down. one nil down right and and we have seen Arsenal are capable of scoring two goals in the last fifteen minutes of the game. So, yeah, to bring off Odegaard and even to bring off Jesus, I, I don't know. Yes, them sort of getting more tired and not having effective games. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't quite get it because we had fifteen minutes to still well, save the season. They hadn't performed. Push it in to the Forest. Previous, push it to Sunday.
4: They hadn't performed in the previous seventy-five.
1: Yeah, but, know, but, like, but like Odegaard, how many
2: players could, he, could, could, Yeah. Odegaard alone can score a goal out of nothing. He's proven that he nearly did it again in this game. He nearly did score that goal from outside the penalty area that just, you know, they
4: scored twice in two games, yeah. you know. So no none but of but them. Boyd, you know, on that on that question I asked you, and you didn't quite answer it. I mean, how yeah. would you res- How do you think you respond next year to, I don't know, let's call it an an 80 point finish. So mm. you know, almost this year, but a little bit lower. Which is a fight for third place, not the title. Yeah. You know, it's still an incredibly good performance. I think if we'd have said a year ago that as part of Arteta's journey in the 23 24 season, he'd be getting 80 points and coming third, you'd be going, wow, that's pretty sure he can make it. But do you think you'll be leaving to go to the BAFTAs and TV Quick Awards or whatever, you know? What's the level of awards that you'll be booking? TV Choice, TV Choice. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Um, I think I'll be mature enough. I hope I'd be mature enough to be, to recognise the achievement of being well ahead of schedule as as we are now, coming second in the league and getting into the Champions League. You know, look, if we buy, you know, um, the players we've been linked to, you know, it, you know, looked fantastic in that game. You know, as good as everyone says he is, you know, he's good. <laughs> he's fantastic. Um, we all know the other players we've been linked with, you know, if we buy those players then, and, and we're in the champions league and we do, you know, we advance, we get through the group stage and we're competing for top four. And, the, and I'll be, I'll be happy with that. I think he's, he's done, he's done the thing, Ollie, hasn't he? To, um, that I think we all hope he'd do, which is he's made us competitive in, in with uh, at the highest level, which yeah, is a pretty I'm extraordinary sorry. achievement.
3: I think, this season, obviously, challenging for the league, Um, we, we reached our goal of getting to the Champions League. Challenging for the league has allowed us what seems to be entry into getting or being in the the, the opportunity to get elite players. I don't think that there was going to be a... You know, we, we're linked with Declan Rice. Who knows what will happen? Man City will probably go and buy him because they've got more money <laughs> than us. Don't say but, that. But, the 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 fact that we're talking about Declan Rice um is because of where and where we are right now. And had we gotten to the top four um the way that Man United have, I don't think we would be linked with Declan Rice. Um so I think there's you know a lot to say like this season in in terms of well, we've we've really come leaps and bounds, and we, we can now attract these players. That I don't think that we ever could have imagined that we would be linked to at the start of the season you know we bring that on to next season and i i don't i don't think if we had an 80 point season there would be too much uproar because i still think says that we're going in the right direction and we could still attract those elite players my only caveat to that is i think we need to do better in the cups and we went out of the FA Cup, the League Cup, and the Europa League. You know, I, I'd say in, in poor fashion this season. Um, and I think we need to be doing better. Um, you know, more in the in the FA Cup, and obviously, you know, we need to somehow. I, I do think that we can. We could definitely challenge, and if we get a little bit lucky get far in in the Champions League as well. Um, And I'm really excited about that. I I really am. And I think that there is, when you look at this first 11 and to think if we can add in one or two and if we can somehow get those players playing, you know, in the last 16, in the quarterfinals, we could really go far in that competition. Um, As I said, we, we do need that luck. Um, yeah, but we we for what, luck?
4: We... What for luck, Oli? Do you know? Do you know how tough the Champions League is going to be next year? Do you know? Oh. Do you know? Do you know Arsenal's current ranking?
3: We're third, yes, absolutely, yeah, yes. yeah. We're, uh, 20, I think...
4: we're the twenty-third ranked club in Europe at the moment because it's done on a five-year performance. So we yeah, almost yeah. certainly go in pot three. So yeah. that that gives you a very tough autumn, and that's the first challenge: can the squad cope? with six Champions League games which are all cup finals in themselves and then then come back and play in the Premier League because if you think if we dipped in performances this year it was after Europa League I mean we kind of carried it off just but I think that's the first big test of this squad.
3: I think the luck that I refer to is absolutely as you said I know we're going to be in pot three who who do we get in that you know are we going to get the I don't know if the Dutch champions are in the
4: well. Real well, well, Madrid go in pot two unless they win the Champions League.
3: You know, I, I don't know I who it they could do. be, but we do need to get yeah <laughs> fortunate, um, fortunate groups. To... But also, when I say like you know, you look at the the run that you know some of the clubs have had having Benfica. Um, you know, you look at the Milan derby. You know, I, I would say that we should be beating a, an AC Milan um, oh. and an Inter Milan over two legs. But the other luck is. You know, are we going to be able to put our first eleven out in 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 these games? And if we're not, we'll get knocked out in the last sixteen to a Benfica. But if we can put our best eleven out, then absolutely, we can go far.
2: Hmm. Let's talk, we'll talk more about um, the future and the more immediate future after this break
4: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: And we're back uh, from the break. Um, It is interesting to think about, you know, next season, isn't it? And um, I mean, also, the other thing is, is that I feel that if we we signed, it's all about the signings, isn't it, really? I mean, you know, the strengthening of the squad if we fail to sign Declan Rice, if, if like the nightmare happens that say, as Oli's alluded to, like City suddenly decide they want him or, you know, I think it's between, I've heard it's between us, Chelsea and Man U. And I think we're the strong favorites still, because I think he'd rather come to us if he gets, the, you know, if we offer him the right amount of money and we're, we're, we're prepared to pay almost a hundred million for him. But I think, but we need more of that. I think we do need like the likes of Caicedo as well. And, you know, maybe a big striker. So there's quite a lot, you know, there's a lot dependent on how the extent to which they strength. But Tim, what is, does feel the case to me is that the club feels like it's a pretty in a pretty healthy state. Like it feels like they're gonna they're prepared to spend more or less 100 million on um, on Declan Rice, and you know quite a lot of money on a couple of other players as well. It feels like, and you know, Arteta's proved that he's you know at his best he's a, he can get an astonishing amount of uh, good games out of this team. So mm. things are looking pretty
4: rosy in terms of the bigger picture, aren't they? But they're in a much stronger position now, primarily because they've got Champions League football and you can spend Champions League money. So what they will be more confident in is increasing the wage bill, which is going to go up a lot anyway because of the contracts that rightly have to be offered to current squad players. I think you'll see Arsenal's wage bill go up beyond £300 million over the next year. Um, also, there's usually a kick in the wage bill because the players will all be bonused for getting into the Champions League. But that's fine. That's how the system's built, That you earn the revenue and then you, you can pay them more. What some of this investment will do, Boyd, and I think the great unknown is why football's such fun, isn't it, is actually we don't quite know the departures. And that's two things mm. there. What departures might we secure that gives us the money to – I think they can buy a Declan Rice kind of bats for signing, but the two or three others that are needed will have to be funded out of the sales. So what yep. can they secure – in sales but also who might they lose you know who might they lose super sub race nelson is off you know william saliba has only got one year left so needs selling can you sell someone with a chronic back problem i don't know should you be giving someone with a chronic back problem a 40 million pound contract i don't know what is Xhaka going to do who i think what you know, there I know there are sort of different views on the football impact, but I think it's a huge character impact on that squad. And I'm told it's the unofficial captain of the squad behind the scenes mm. and at the training ground. If he goes, that's a huge issue. You know, party hasn't been picked in recent games, but there are issues around his continued involvement. There are there, things can change so quickly, can't they? What yeah. you know, yeah, it, do we actually? I I wonder if if you look at Haaland, if you look at sort of where Liverpool have gone, I wonder if we need a a, a stronger striker, you know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You know, do you yeah. you know, I wonder if you need Ivan Tony, but you know, how long is he going to be not available depending on the on a decision of a commission into certain betting activity he may mm. be said to be underway. But there are so many, so many factors going on, but what is good is it feels like Arsenal are a bit more on the front foot now. I think, yeah, it feels like there are a lot more. Oh, we've
2: also got yeah. Pepe. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, true, yeah.
4: <laughs> so what yeah. did I Balogun, see, someone, what did Balogun, someone, I see yeah. someone say West Ham, £100 million for Declan Rice, so £110 million and we'll give you Pepe. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing, Josh, is that, you know, the other contextual thing is that, you know, we, this is, what what I do think is that, that question of, was this an opportunity? Because we didn't, you know, Liverpool dropped off so much, Man U is still rebuilding, you know, um, Chelsea of disastrous season, all of that. That's just not going to happen again, is not it? I, you know, one of them I might have. Tottenham, of course, have to mention them. Ultra disastrous season. You know, M- a Man City, richest club in the world. You know, facing hundred charges as well. You know, maybe, maybe imagine like in if in a year's time or two years time, suddenly they get they get punished and you know, you know, they get re- this title this title gets removed as punishment. Imagine that. Anyway, I just feel like this was a golden opportunity, but I feel optimistic that we can, we can compete with most, all of those teams, probably even Man City, depending on what happens with, you know, Pep, et cetera.
1: It was a huge opportunity. Look, You have to go back to last August, right? Obviously Man City were favorites for the title. Liverpool were very close to them. Chelsea were third favourites, United, fourth favourites, Tottenham, fifth favourites. We were we were six favourites, miles off it. So we've got five teams that statistically and all the number crunchers said we're better on paper than us and we found our way to the top and, and couldn't quite hold on. And if we look to next year, right now, of course, you can bet on who's going to win the title next year. We are second favourites and, and that shows the respect that this team has now got and how we are rated going into any game of any game of football. The problem is Man City at 8 to 13 on with second favourites at eight to one, right? And then you've got Liverpool nine to one, you know, Man U- Man United 11 to 1, Newcastle 12 to 1, Chelsea 14 to 1. Again, the Gulf is so big. How can we close that gap? Does Declan Rice um and two or three others help us Castillo? Um help us close that gap? I I it, it does, but Possibly, you know, not enough. And yeah, Ollie mentioned how it had been, well, I think he said 20 years since we'd maybe been in this situation. I think probably 2008, you know, possibly. And there were moments, of course, of that 2016 season where you felt massive goals like the Welbeck goal against Leicester and you felt the stadium surge there. But you wonder, when will we be here again? It's, yeah. you know, we, we've still got a generation now of Arsenal that <laughs> haven't seen us win a league. They're 19 years old now, um, and you wonder when. When when are we here again? And the answer is we we don't we don't know. The uh, feeling is we're a lot closer than we were last year, so we'll we'll hold on to that.
2: Yeah, I think Oli, you almost have to write off like you know, just this this was a freak occurrence, and that you know we're definitely equipped to compete at almost you know for top four consistently, and you know Champions League. depending what pot we're in and who else is in that, all that's taken on board. But I just feel city is now just an anomaly. And, you know, they're just, as long as Pep's manager and as long as they're still spending, they'll probably buy another, you know, you know, Gundogan will go apparently and another exceptional, brilliant midfielder will come in instead. And, you know, it's just a machine that keeps going, isn't it? It's, it's slightly, I find it slightly depressing that they are there kind of ruining our, ruining everything in football. And I'm slightly, slightly uh I, I
3: agree. I agree. And They're not just ruining us. You know, if you think about mm. Liverpool, I think they got 97 yeah. points and, and didn't win a league title. I mean, that is just unheard of. And I think, what, 92 points last year? I mean, I know I use the B word, and I don't like to use it. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, if they... They get 94 points. We would have needed 95 points to win the title this season. I mean, that, that, when you look at it like that, that's not bottling it. That's just coming up against Man City. I think we, you know, if we are to win the league or challenge for the league, you know, we're going to need a lot of things in our favor. And when Liverpool won it, um, back in that strange old, you know, half, full grounds half covid season man city were just absolutely nowhere to be seen um and and I, th- I think they might have even finished third that season so so we do need we need a freak man city year um m- and maybe that might happen after winning a treble you just don't know how those yeah. players are going to be motivated next season and if we can get to you yeah. know 80 to 90 points, you know, who knows where, you know, that, who knows what could happen? Um, you know, is Harlan going to score 30 odd goals next season? Y- you just don't know. We need a lot of things in our favor. And Manchester City is just that juggernaut where you just look at them and you just think there is no floor. There's no chink in that armor. And it's going to need a, a free Man City year, similar to, your Liverpool's and your Chelsea's and your Tottenham's this this season, but for anyone to to win that title outside of them, so it's possible, um, but it is a little bit depressing when you when Josh reads out those odds to see, pretty much it's it's Man City on their own, and then five other teams that could be vying for second to even you know fifth and sixth place.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think City did even come second in that year. They were a long way—I think 18 points behind uh, Liverpool in that sort of 2019-20 season. But um, yeah, how did it was still second? Happened? So it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's incredible. They only got 81 points in the season. How we could have done with that um, this year? Uh, no, look, we we just have to much as I said, like I was frustrated. I left the stadium early on Sunday. It was to do with that kind of feeling of like the miles I've done this season. Right. That I just <laughs> feel like emotionally yeah. like finished. I've just followed this team as, you know, pretty much as far and wide as I, as I possibly could this season. And it has been amazing and, and joyful. Um, and so many, so many things to, to, to be happy and, and smile about. Um, and yet, you know, it it ends with without any success. But a you whimper. Know, I, I think once we end, yeah. once we we see, you know, find, you know, I I, I kind of really hope we go to Forest and win. I, I mm. hate the idea that it ends with Arsenal. Oh God, yeah, losing to hand the title at least, at least let them go and beat Chelsea four or five nil on Sunday and get their trophy. The feeling of like just it being like because we've lost another game in this run of pretty poor form will be. Will be horrible. But look, come the summer, the fixtures are out in a month, and Champions League draw will be done at the end of August, and we'll all we'll all have something to to look forward to. And uh yeah. And when we start this will be one of place. those season reviews <laughs> and smart. Yeah. Boy, are you involved in this Declan Rice transfer? You know a lot about it. I know your mate interviewed him for one of your magazines. Did we get some insight here? Um I interviewed him. I interviewed him for uh, maybe. Sorry, uh, for, for your long mate's long, magazine. I said that yeah, the wrong yeah, way around.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um I just hear a lot of, of of positivity about, yeah, how far Arsenal are into that, you know. And I think yes, yesterday, actually, I think a lot of the football journalists were saying, you know, ne- that open, Arsenal are opening negotiations officially. And um, and more importantly, I think he's keen. I think he's definitely keen on coming to us. I think he has been for a while. So it's just whether you can fend off the... I, I imagine Chelsea would offer him a big higher wage. I mean, Chelsea are paying, you know, half their team 300, and, 300 350 grand a week. So, you know, it's like... How do you? How do you? Um, how do you fight yeah. them off? And they've got a great new manager. You know that Poch could. You know could swing it. But I, 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 hear I think. that.
4: Uh, I think yeah. the threat is much more Manchester United void. Yeah. Assuming new ownership or a large investment that needs a signature signing. Um, yeah. And quite frankly, I mean, if you want a tra- if you want a transformational signing for your club, Declan Rice, 24 years old, you know, England captain material. He is a superb player that arrives ready. The other factor that you don't quite know, you have to wait and see, of course, is Arsenal kind of... We're feeding at a higher table now, but not the top table. So I think the number one signing of this summer is Duke Bellingham. Now, Liverpool were saving all their pennies for him and have now decided they can't afford him. What kitty has that left Liverpool and where do they go with that? Manchester City also like the look of Bellingham, but he might go to Real Madrid. So Manchester City, they don't need to save their pennies, but where do they spend their pennies? Do you see what I mean? There are yeah. there are certain sort of knock on knock on effects here. Yeah. Also, don't totally rule out. You know, Arsenal got much smarter now. It could be that Declan Rice actually isn't the right signing because it could be that he's so expensive that you're better off buying. You know the the left back cover you need for Tierney, the kind of more flexible, plus the backup for Ezers, plus Casado from Brighton, for instance. It might be that you're mm. better off using your budget in a different way. Oh this is don't this think, is why there's uh, so much to talk it, about it, over the next few weeks. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'd I just say I don't I think I think he's absolutely the number one priority and number I, one. Target. I can see I, that. I, I, and I, I think yeah. he would
4: transform things. So I'm sure yeah, yeah. they go I think, all out. But yeah. he if Arsenal do buy him and that, there's no doubt there's an element of auction there because of how good he is, it will limit what they can do elsewhere. Sure. But I don't
2: think you I, 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 no, we can get, I don't, I think they'll still, I think they'll, I think they've got a plan that revolves around getting him first and then getting a lot, quite a few other, pl- a few other players as well. But anyway, we need to have predictions for we've got this game as, as <laughs> uh, but, uh, Josh alluded to on a Saturday, Saturday, five 30 forest fighting for their lives, literally fighting I- for their lives. Are you going to this one? Boys? No, we're not going to the end. We, we couldn't sort that out yet. Yeah, we're not going in the end. Yeah. Yeah. So we're watching it on uh, TV. What do you reckon, Ollie? What do you think is gonna happen in that game?
3: Um it's a really difficult one. I think mm. had we beaten Brighton, I'd say we go on and win. But I yes. feel like it's more important, um well, vastly more important for Forest than, than it is for us. And we'll probably if we draw man city win the league i don't know oh, i was we... um
2: i think so yeah i mean if they win if they beat chelsea they win anyway whatever happens don't they yeah so if we draw yeah.
3: i i uh i, I don't I, I think we will draw i think we will draw two two okay tim
4: god this is so hard to read isn't it I <laughs> yeah have our guys yeah. checked out kind of mentally and and Forrest need it so much, or is there a little bit of a, we'll show you we're better than that performance last week? Oh forgot God, it's hard to read. I don't think, I think Forrest will get some points, whether it's three or one, but I don't see Arsenal winning.
2: Wow. I need a score from you, Tim. Um, one all. Okay. What was your score, Ollie, by the way? Two, two. <laughs> two. And Josh?
1: It's a really difficult one, because there have been points where we have seen it, where the pressure is totally off, where we can actually play our, our best football and, you know, Nottingham Forest needing to get something from the game and having nothing to lose might make it for a really sort of entertaining game, actually. And it's it's incredibly difficult to, to read. I mean, technically, if we get a point, then obviously we go three behind Man City. Their goal difference is, is 20 ahead. So um, clearly <laughs> what- it's not, but it would mean that Man City don't technically kick off having won the league you know Josh that's what i used to do when I, I was really 9 years old
4: and i would look work it all out <laughs> i'm not, out. If, <laughs> not suggesting the title is still on if we win 9-0 just, at forest and if we just the, no, no, no. 7-0. what i'm saying tim team,
1: is technically it won't be that feeling <laughs> of walking off the pitch and they can't put up the strap that says manchester <laughs> city are champions and right. all these man city ex players who are being lined up to the media on saturday night won't be needed which no ones who, who are you
2: talking about <laughs>
1: Oh, I just a couple of people for the international, okay. you know, Premier League uh, mm. channels always like to have people sort of ready yeah. and available to sort of do, you know, reaction, which hopefully won't be needed. So um, I think it will be a draw. I think maybe, uh, yeah, I'll go with Ollie two 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 two. 2 um, Okay. But let's not forget, we had a very good performance against Nottingham Forest at home, didn't we, this season, so i don't yeah, know, be, we're we're all, we're all in a negative mentality. Boy, what's the score going to I'm be? I'm going
2: to be uncharacteristically optimistic and say 3-2 to us, yeah. I'm going to Okay. Yeah, I could see that,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um thank you so much to Ollie and
2: Tim and Josh. Uh, I guess uh, you've got a couple more podcasts to go before we wind down for the season. We'll, we'll probably be banging on about this kind of stuff again in those two. Anyway, thanks so much and Boy, that... do you promise
4: yes. to do you promise to come back for a one-off special on the day Declan Rice signs? And oh, you can recap yeah. all your interview with him and all your yes. insights. Yes. Yes. Okay, my interview are, with him,
2: my interview with him is online. I'll put a link to it up on the <laughs> uh, up on my um, Twitter, etc. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Thank you. Ollie. Thanks, Josh. Bye. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at PlaybackMedia.co.uk.
0: Sports social podcast network.